What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys at Dell and the Baker with another podcast of Scarfly. Welcome, RSL Nation. The Baker. What's up, man? How you doing, homie? Well, I mean, you know, let's start off with the with the obvious thing first. Merry Christmas, RSL Nation. Happy holidays to those of you that do not celebrate Christmas. Um, yeah, man, it's it's the magical time of year where uh, 2020 is winding down. 2021 is around the corner, and even the most like dark and like I, I think 2020 has made me a relatively negative person uh specifically around soccer and just being an rsl fan even more so specifically but you can't help but feel a certain level of optimism this time of year and uh, i think i'm just gonna do my best job to channel that through the rest of this week listen man here's um here's what i'm gonna say merry christmas to y'all whether you celebrate or not it should be a merry time a happy time Enjoy yourselves, your family, your most beloved everythings. I'm not a big fan of like happy or merry Christmas to everyone that celebrates. I think, look, man, (laughs) I don't celebrate. You don't say. I can still have a merry Christmas. It's a merry old time. I don't. I, this this is literally the last thing I want to talk about right now. Literally, yeah, I don't talk about it either because mostly, by the time we're done with this, oh, by the time anyone listens to this, it's gonna be post Christmas. So awesome! Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Christmas, Happy End of probably the worst year on record in at least half a decade. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mentally prepping for World World War Three. But you're prepping. There has not <laughs> been a World War Three. You're just assuming some stuff. But listen, 2020. Let's think back for just a second. Hor- horrible year for soccer. Let's, let's just acknowledge that. Horrible, horrible year for a lot of things. Like a horrible year for basically name a sport. They they moved the Olympics. They moved the Euro, the Cup. Euro Cup. Yeah, from this year, the that soccer is... Euro Cup. Dude, no U.S. Open Cup either. Can you believe that? They shut they shut the NBA attendance down. NHL even suffered. Major League Baseball. I mean, business as usual. <laughs> they, <laughs> they suffered on paper. But uh, about the same number of attendees as as a usual game. Everyone and everything has suffered. Yet, here we are. Here we are. I think one of the greatest things about not just professional sports, but business in general, is the ability of organizations to adapt. Guess who did a really shit job of doing that? (laughs) Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, as far as adapting to 
2020 RSL, uh, not what you would call good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, go so far as to say that uh, not what you would call good at being in the business of being a soccer team. Um, look, man, 2020, yeah. 2020 went beyond the coronavirus, the COVID, right? It, I'm sitting back here a couple of days ago thinking about like, oh, my God, what's, what has this year been like? I've bought and sold multiple properties, <laughs> voluntarily or not, moved between multiple cities and states in some cases. My job has changed drastically. Much of it is due to the coronavirus. So like companies and organizations adapt. I don't want us to start thinking 2020 was only about the coronavirus. We also had the protests, the march, mm -hmm. the George Floyd reactions, right? Yeah, yeah. Earthquakes, Some, earthquakes in Utah. We had earthquakes, we had fires, we had, I mean, holy crap. We had killer, it wasn't bees. Hornets. Uh, hornets, killer hornets. My, uh, it, Michael it, or uh, Kobe Bryant died. Kobe Bryant died the first part of this year. I hated what Kobe Bryant played for, but I love Kobe Bryant. I mean, so Diego Maradona died this year. Yeah, that, that was just like last minute. I mean, 2020 has just been a nightmare. Some organizations and groups. I think we'll end up being ahead of the curve as a result of how they reacted to it. Real Salt Lake is not, repeat, not going to be one of those groups. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh... So, so you said a lot of things there. And, and uh, you know, like, I can't help but... There's a certain level of responsibility I think we have with this podcast. Not a lot, let me be really clear, but some. And I think ultimately if, you know, you're sitting in a warm house that you can afford and you've got food in the fridge and like you've got, you know, a way of to you know, of supporting yourself and paying your bills and taking care of your loved ones, like be grateful for that. Um and you are already in like the top 1% of the world population. Right, right. right. And, and you know, like you and I are sitting here. We've, we've shared a drink. We've shared a few laughs as we were getting ready for this podcast. You know, I, I just got done celebrating, uh, celebrating Christmas with some loved ones. Um, you know, like, like all things considered, life is pretty damn good. And we should all take a moment and just be thankful for that as a fact. And, that, and that's, you know, that's something I'm going to stick behind. Um, oh, yes. That being said, if you're listening to this podcast, it's very likely that you, like the two of us, spend a lot of your free time thinking about the state of Real Salt Lake, thinking about our local soccer team, 
thinking about the sport in the state, thinking about its relationship with its fans and, you know, the greater national zeitgeist or whatever it may be. Um, and so when we say, and, and I think, you know, I think it's safe to say that the podcast has been more negative than positive <laughs> in the last four, five months. Um, but, but I think it's good to good to remember that in the greater scope of life, it is just a game. That being said, it's also the most important thing in the world. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here to support winners and, and make good choices for a club and, 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 uh, and support that kind of behavior. So, you know, that's the, that's the kind of, that's the kind of caveat, I guess I'd like to throw out before we go down too far in 2020 in review. Yeah. You know what I think we should do next week? Before the year is over, do a year in review. I think we sometimes forget how excited we were. Holy crap, dude. I don't even like the excitement I felt for the upcoming RSL season in February to where we are right now feels like a seven-year leap. The chances of getting a season canceled because of a virus I have thought through many different things. I don't think I've ever thought through that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we we usually start the the year off with like, here's who we've signed, here's who right. we think we're gonna sign. Okay. Yeah, like it's like, should Romando still be the starting goalkeeper? Okay, if it's not Romando, who's gonna replace? You know, like it, it's exactly. it's been it. Yeah, the. There was a stretch of time this year where there was a very real possibility that 2020 would go by without any soccer. Thankfully, yeah. that wasn't the case. But then, thankfully, maybe it would have been better for us if it had been the case, if we're going to be totally honest. Maybe. So one more shout-out before we get to the the guts of this podcast here, yes? Absolutely. And this shout-out is to you. Thanks, man. I needed that. <laughs> it's about last week, specifically. Because last week, I was texting you, IMing you, calling you, and I'm like, all right, man, let's do a podcast. And what would you say? Do we have anything actually worth talking about? And you have said this on this podcast 96 times by now. We're like, I proud of the fact that I will not do a podcast if there's nothing worthwhile talking about. Because we're not here just to create content right. for the sake of creative content. Because it's not like anyone's paying us. Right. No, just, so this, this know, is a very expensive hobby. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. You made me pop there. But yeah, that's what it is. At the end of the day, we're like, we're just hanging out talking, and then we decided to hit the record button, and everyone's part of it. I just need everyone to remember that and understand that. Like, y'all, we're not a show. We're just talking. It's a podcast. We're talking. Just a couple of diehards, and we're giving you our opinion 
and if there is nothing worth talking about. If you and I are not talking about something throughout the week, we are not going to throw up a podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's it. That's the end of the story. I so, like that. Got out there. All right, right, homie. Now, obviously, we're recording. Which so means that means we got something to talk about. There's something to be said. Oh, by the way, I have done a little bit of catching up on all the other RSL outlets. First of all, we're still lagging. I would like to encourage more outlets, more podcasts. Like, get online. You got stuff to say? Get online. It doesn't take that much. I mean, if we're doing it, anyone can do it. RSL needs more outlets of information and opinion. Get out there. And you know what? If you don't want to do the, go through the trouble of setting it up yourself, get a hold of us. We'll, we can get them online, right? I mean, at this point, it's uh, we've got two idiots on the mic. What's a third? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or four, like what? Is, are two idiots any worse than six idiots? No. Get online with us. I, I love how we're actively insulting listeners. Uh, that that was a term of endearment. Let's be very clear. No. Yeah. Why? Why? What would you say insulting? That's totally like like let's get online with us. We called ourselves idiots. Nobody else. All right, man. Let's get right into it. Yeah. A couple of things have happened over the last. You you know we got to start with the big one. You know we got to. Yeah. It's uh. So I'm 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 30 years old, and for essentially two thirds of my two thirds of my life, uh, Kyle Beckerman has been playing soccer. Uh, Twenty twenty one seasons in the MLS. Um, he was a staple for the U.S. Men's National Team. He is our captain. Um, Probably the first statue you're going to build if you go with the four statue routes and the corners that you've been discussing at length. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I think if we're going to be honest, a, a talisman of what it means to be Real Salt Lake has decided that 2020 will be his last year of, of professional soccer. Uh, he, he has retired. Kyle Beckerman, our, our captain, and uh, honestly, it's 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 kind of a weird one. Well, what? it makes it makes you ask the question of usability versus fandom. I don't. I didn't follow that at all. Well, for the last two years, you and I have talked about Kyle Beckerman. And how we want to keep him around because it brings a certain mentality to the team. But if we as a team need to rely on a Kyle Beckerman, we are screwed, right? I think think they call that a catch-22. I wouldn't say that because you can have both. You can have him on the team and play him and not rely on him completely. And I thought, actually, we did a decent job of that last season, the season we just finished, right? 
Okay, so so that's but, a that was a really big right slash question mark if we're gonna be honest, because I think if you were to ask Kyle if and the reason I say this is because people did ask Kyle, it's I don't think he was happy with the impact he had for the club in 2020. Of course he wasn't. But if you ask the average fan, it's like, yeah, dude, like, I I got to be honest with you, man. There were some times you were out there and I was thinking, what is this, what is this man, what is this man doing? Somebody come get this guy. He's clearly lost it. Right. So that's, listen, if, if a Carl Beckerman would not be a Carl Beckerman if he was okay with playing a sub prime role in a RSL roster on the pitch at least on the field so of course he wouldn't like to be a non-starter not a guy that plays every game remember it wasn't that long ago I mean it was just a couple of weeks ago four weeks ago when I was sitting here saying, where is Kyle Beckerman? Yeah, we, you, were, you were calling him out pretty hard. Yeah, for a couple of episodes in a row. I stand I by that. I absolutely stand by that. Kyle Beckerman is the first statue RSL should build. Yeah, yeah. One of the first two, let's say it that way. I'm, it's I mean, Superman and Kyle Beckerman. And and even there, it's I I think you gotta you gotta go Bex first. You gots to if you have to, if you have to pick between the two, which I would hate to have to do. Yes, I would go Bex first. Yes, right. And 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 I'm the guy who every year on Christmas gets a reminder from Facebook about the picture I took with Nick Romando at Cheers to You on Christmas Eve five years ago. Stars, they're just like us. Do you know how much it took out of me to not post that today? Dude, post away. I know exactly the photo you're talking about, too. Yes, because I posted it for the past four years. Hey, at, at this point, it's one of my Christmas traditions is to look, log onto Facebook and see that photo. It was you and me and a few other people hanging out. Cheers to you in downtown Salt Lake City on Christmas Eve because that's how – you know, rich, our family lives were at that time. Yeah. Still and one of my favorite holiday traditions. Just to be and I went outside for a cigarette and I was coming back and I saw him. I was like, Hey man, sorry to bother you, man. You mind if we take a picture? And he was actually super upset. He made like the guy next to him, take a picture. And the picture is like him uppercutting me. Right? Yeah. With the biggest smile on his face. Yeah, no, he was an awesome dude, man. That's I our, met that's our boy. I've met Nick Romano a couple of times. He's always been an awesome dude. He's like a man of the people, man. He, he's awesome. Um, Carl Beckerman, same way, man. Just the man of the people. But yeah, that, there's, I mean, I, I'm not sure if there is a one, two to go with the statues there because one, two is Nick Romano and, and Carl Beckerman. But if there's a one, two, you have to choose a route. It's like choosing right. between Stockton and Malone. Like you're just doing it at the same time. But having said that, it's they one breath. Stockton first, then Malone second, if I remember correctly. Carl Beckerman is Carl Beckerman is RSL. But so is Nick Romando. So they should go right. both same. Time. So so I, I, I think it's in my nature to be a little I don't know. To, to, a, 
to assign meaning where maybe there doesn't need to be a whole lot of meaning. But I've been thinking about the quote-unquote big three and, and what they mean respectively to the club for, well, to be honest, ever since Kyle re- announced his retirement. Yep. So you start off with Javier Morales. And Dude. it's, you well, for the sake of this conversation and, and what he quote-unquote means to the club. And I think... And I think in Javier, you have you have that that feeling amongst the fans of we are better than everybody else. Uh, we care about possession and we play beautifully and we're sexy and we play soccer the way it's meant to be played and it's flair and it's passion and it's love for the game. And he embodies that, you know, with mm-hmm. every fiber of his being. He was and, the center of our team. Absolutely. To he this was the reason we were favored to win multiple absolutely. Um, and, cups and multiple and you you to this day, you have I think the average RSL fan has an unhealthy obsession with uh, possession stats, and that's solely due to Javier Morales and uh, Jason Kreis's diamond. Like that's those two are like one and the same in my book. I would argue the unhealthy portion, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> and then you've got Nick Romando, and you've got the like five foot nothing goalie who clearly shouldn't be there, who's like he's the scrappy, like the underdog in every single one of us. And to your point, it's like the every man. And like you can't help cheering for this guy because by any quantifiable measure of the game, he shouldn't be there, right? Like, that's a fact. Like, you go find me a starting goalie with the record that Nick Romando has in any league that's under six feet tall, you're going to have a hard time. And yet, here he is quite literally holding every record that exists in, in, in the league, for goalies at least. And then finally, you get the Beckerman. And and I think and I think this is where I think he is the most RSL of the big three. You've got a dude who I, I mean, I don't know what happened. Like I'm not the man psychologist or anything, but just walks around, at least on the field, with this massive chip on his shoulder. Like you watch Kyle play, and it's it's him against the world, man. And and when I think of Real Salt Lake and I think of like that, you know, 09 to 13 run when it was basically just the glory years, like like that was us. Like we we this may come as a surprise to a lot of RSL Nation, but like we're not very liked in the league. Um there are a lot of teams that have a lot of very strong negative opinions about us. And if Kyle doesn't represent that better than any other guy that's played for us, then I don't know who does. Um, he, he is our everyman. And I think that's I, – I think the order in which we lost those guys actually matters here. Like, losing Javi definitely sucked, but I understood, like, you know, business is business. And Nick Romando gave us the kind of year to mourn, and, you know, I think we had kind of – grown the need for that kind of goalie I mean, I'm regretting saying that because looking at our goalie situation has been great but like of those three I actually think Kyle was probably the most important and 
him lasting as long as he did. I, I don't know. If by some miracle he gets to hear this, just thank you, man. You you meant more for this club than I will be ever able to express in words. I will piggyback on some of what you said. Carl was one of the most important parts of the RSL legacy, as it is. And that is why over the past couple of months, I've been verbally calling out for where the hell is Kyle, right? It's the leadership. It's the guy who doesn't care about people firing back and just gets on board and says, you know, this is what the team needs. This is what's happening. We just need leadership. That's why. I would personally not drastically differentiate the impact of Kyle Beckerman, Nick Romando, and Javi Mo because I think they're on equal footing. I think that the, the prior two, Kyle and Nick, above Javi Mo, for no reason or no doing of Javi's, you know, Javi didn't do anything. He was one of the most important parts we had. But this is this is where I'm like, this is why this team cannot be successful right now. Successful mean meaning not making the playoffs, but winning something, some kind of silverware. There's no leadership. There's no there's not that guy that that's just gonna put his life on the line on the pitch and make everyone else follow, not because of his title or his tenure or the respect he has gained, but because he makes them want to follow them. I love a lot of the guys we still have on our roster. I do not see a Javi. I do not see a Carl Beckerman. And I definitely do not see a Nick Armando on our roster right now. I don't mean literally. Right. I yeah. mean Yeah, the, the the embodiment, the the replacement. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't see them. No, it's and, um it has nothing. Maybe not nothing. It's got something to do with skill set but it has a lot more to do with the mindset. But anyways, this is supposed to be yeah. a, because we, we have done multiple Romando posts and we have done multiple um, Javi Mo posts. And this is, it, it feels like the triangle is now put out, right? You and I have talked about Kyle Beckerman playing a diminished role for the past couple of years now. I thought a couple of years ago he had one of the better seasons he has had. Last year, last year he started looking his age, finally. I would have loved to see him come back if for no other reason than to give him a proper send-off. Right. We can maybe in a bit talk about you know ownership structure with Ryan and them. But I would love to see one more man. I have uh, you and I have experienced a lot of beautiful games at Rio Tinto. We have, we have. 
the Necromando send-off. All-time great. All-time great. The game itself, the post, the... I mean, I've gotten emotional at Rio Tinto many times. I can't remember getting more emotional than that one game where that last game of Necromando and the whole stadium being there. I think Kyle Beckerman, and I know some of his statements said, I don't need that because I've experienced that every time I walked off right. the field. I would, I, I don't care what he says. <laughs> right. I, as a fan, want, want that. to give him a proper send-off. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, this is going to sound really weird, but the, his retirement isn't about him. And, um, like, right? I, I need him to, to recognize that, if, if, if anything. Um, no, the, the, the actual manner in which he retired, like, this was always going to be Kyle. Like, he was going to ride off into the sunset, you know, maybe a few quiet, like, mumbled goodbyes. Um, but, yeah, he was he was never going to have, like, a TIFO about him at the start, middle, at the end of the game. Oh, like, he's going to have a TIFO. Yeah, I mean, it, it's coming, but, like, he was never going to be around for that. Like, he he's the, – the day we honor him, he's going to be – Somewhere up Provo Canyon, fly fishing. Yeah, and and like I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Like, um, it it's it, it it's just it's him. I don't know how else to say that. Like I'm I I'd like to think I'm pretty okay at expressing myself, especially on this podcast and especially in this subject matter. But for the first time, like I'm having a hard time describing what I think about what this man thinks, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, you know, ultimately father time is undefeated. And I think if you look at the statistics year to year, it, it, it was quote unquote time. Um, would have been great to hit the 500. I know he doesn't really care that much, but once again, not about you chief. Um, yeah, man, just end of an era. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, look, so, Kyle, if for any reason you're listening, thank you, and goodbye. Now, good by goodbye, I mean, I mean, like, bye. I'm sure he'll gonna, he's going to stick around. I was going to say, man, no, no what's your stance on coaching? No team I've ever known of is able to win stuff without that major personality in the middle. Sometimes it's the coach, right? Sometimes it's the GM. Sometimes it's a player. With Kyle leaving, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, who has that personality? Nobody. Yeah, man. Nobody. I, I mean... I mean, you're you're kind of dancing around this, so I'll ask it flat out. Like, you ready for Albert Rushnak to be the captain full time? No, you know, like like, and I think at this point it's no secret. Like, I'm definitely not. I I think of I think there's an episode out there where I flat out say I don't like Albert, and and so you know I I got I got to think I think I got to stick to that, just for the sake of transparency and honesty. 
Like, I'm, I'm definitely not unbiased about the guy. Let's leave it at that. But, like, that's that's a step down in in quality of captain, right? Like, we can all acknowledge that as a fact. Like, if it was the mirror, maybe I could understand, you know, it net him while he was still mirror. here. But, like, Albert's not a captain, man. He's not. He's not. It, Albert it, it's is, crazy. Albert is probably the best or second best skilled player on that team top three at the least being a captain goes beyond that being a captain does not mean you're the best player or the most valuable player by skill right being a captain goes well beyond that i cannot remember a team of RSL where Kyle Beckerman was the best player on the team ever. Yeah, he'd he'd probably be the first to admit that. I mean, we had the Sabos of the world and the Platas of the world and obviously the Javi Moses right. of the world. The man shared a field with Javier Morales. Exactly. Like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be the best player on the field. Kyle Beckerman was never the best player on the field for RSL. Being a captain goes beyond that, well beyond that. It's leadership. It's, 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 it's buying in. I love Albert. I think Albert is one of the best, objectively speaking, players RSL has ever had on their roster. Not my captain. It does not make any sense for Albert to be my captain. Demir? Yes. Nedim, who just retired, right. so it doesn't matter. I would have been down with that. Everton, I would even, if, if his English was slightly better, I'd go Everton Louise. Uh, his English needs to be no better. His his game speaks for himself. I mean, there are some actually important roles yeah, sure that the captain are. has on the field yeah, where sure. the ability to speak fluent English wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't and you speak in a different language, it saves you some yellow cards. Right? Because <laughs> you have to remember, Kyle Beckerman also le- is the all-time league leader in cards. Yellow cards. Fouls. Yellow cards, yeah. Uh, red <laughs> yeah, cards. Fouls. Uh, is still uh, Olave. Fun fact. Oh well, we are we're a chippy team. You, you get what you pay for. Yeah. So love Albert, great player, not a captain, just not a captain. If I, as a fan, cannot get bought into it, how can you, as a player, get bought into it? Is my only question. Justin Glad might make more sense as a captain. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, than Albert Rushniak. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously that's like, you know, the most extreme example. But I think the fact that we didn't have a hard mm-hmm. time finding two or three guys that we prefer over Albert is probably indicative of a quote-unquote bad sign. All right, man. So listen, let's move on. Anyway. Let's wrap this Beckerman thing up. Thank you, Kyle. You will be missed. Love you, baby. And I have a feeling we'll talk about you a lot more coming up. 
you uh, you get the, you get the sense that he's going to coach at any point. I I get the sense he's going to be part of the organization. I'm not sure if he's going to coach or do some other front office stuff, but I think in in large part depends on the ownership this team is going to shift into. Yeah. Which yeah. gets us to our next point. We could use a new owner, like like pretty stat. So Ryan Smith? Ryan from Qualtrics is how I've right. been referring to him. Well, that's what I referred to. Is it Smith? What's his last name? Is it? I don't think it's Smith. No, man. It's, uh... it's, a, it's a 42% chance I'm right. <laughs> Let's see. So our homie. God damn it. It's Ryan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. All right. Well, it's better. So, to be. homeboy Ryan Smith from Qualtrics, the the the, the local Utah billionaire, whom Say we that are five times real quick, whom regardless of what else happens, we are super proud of, right? Who just bought the majority share of the Utah Jazz, and I was just reading over the past few days, he got a couple of other buddies from other areas and countries who are also multi-billionaires in tech to buy into the jazz. And that's, they together bought the majority of the jazz, but he is the face and he owns the majority of the majority. Right. Right. That makes sense. So, so homie is not just super rich. He's got super rich friends. <laughs> He's got super rich friends. It's better Actually, somehow than just being Actually, rich. So one of his friends who invested in the Utah Jazz, in the, uh, according to this one article I read, in the terms of like hundreds of millions of dollars, is an Australian multi-billionaire who's also a tech startup dude and who loves the Jazz, apparently, because Joe Ingalls plays there. Checks and he out. just decided to invest like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. based on that. So Ryan is not just rich and apparently clearly super smart. He's also a homer as what's his name? Paul, Chris Paul would say Utah born and raised through and through homie used to play for like the, the junior jazz, junior jazz. Yeah. Right. Yep. And One apparently he did, he did like the tour of RSL and yeah, you and know, checked out the facilities, all that good stuff. No shocker was turned I, off by DLH. Yeah, that whole circus. Yeah, right. And the article I think we both read is that he's waiting him out. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 and I think that was always. I mean, we we I think you and I have if not flat out stated that before on the show, we've hinted mm -hmm. at it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's at this point, if you don't like the guy that you're talking to, but you also know he's got a timetable and it's relatively immediate, wait him out. Like, I can, I can get behind that. I respect that. Um, not, not to keep talking about Kyle too much here, but so he's done a bunch of press. Um, since you know announcing his retirement and you know he's been asked about the ownership situation and in his own like 
release or whatever you want to call it, like the thing he put out. Um, you know, he, he calls out, and I quote, we had a coach with vision, an owner who wanted to be a champion, and a fan base hungry to get behind a winning team. And that's in direct reference to those like good old-fashioned quote-unquote salad years. Um, it, it's, I was, I got, I was cool with Deloitte being forced to sell for a lot of various, you know, reasons pretty early on. Kyle's retirement has definitely helped, like, strengthen that core belief. Like, at this point, regardless of how you view, you know, Deloitte Hansen's, like, personal beliefs or what you think he is or isn't, he's more headache than he's worth. Um, and not to read too much into a single game, but the Utah Jazz had an outstanding opener against the Portland Timbers, uh, uh, Portland Timbers, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so, so, you know, clearly out with the old and with the new, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not even going to touch that. Dude, dude, I gave you like 15 things that you can talk about. I know. Sentence. Come on. <laughs> you got to touch one of them. You got yeah. to. You got to. Listen, man, I have expressed multiple times my displeasure of how Deloitte Hansen has been treated. You might and be I'm the gonna... only person on earth. Maybe. Other than like Deloitte Hansen's wife. Maybe. I don't think he deserved it. I think he effed up. I don't think, and I've said this 99 times by now, I do not think in any way, shape, or form Deloitte Hansen is a racist or a sexist or a homophobe or any of those stupid allegations. Just like I don't think Mike Petke is a what what was his allegation? A sexist? No, a homophobe. Yeah. I am not sold on cancel culture. I'm just not. And oh, and our oh, nation. Oh man. Okay. Listen, no. Our nation and the baker. Yeah. We can we can agree to disagree on this stuff. No, absolutely. No. absolutely. Look, we look, can look, agree to disagree, no. but we can't no. like leave it at that. No, we can't because I'm going to keep going. I agree with you that if we ever come across or if you're in a situation where we're dealing with someone who is a sexist, a homophobe, a racist, I'm 100% on board. Those people have no business being a part of our club our environment our society period that's it i just don't think that these two people that we're focusing on are those things having said that it goes beyond that perception is a thing unfortunately or maybe fortunately it is a thing I, I will not understand why we got rid of Mike Petke. Oh, I can how, how's that working out for us? Not so it's good. It's working out as fine as if he was there. Okay, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. no. Okay, let, me, let, me, let me finish because I have to get Keep to going. Having said all of that and repeating myself, I do not believe DLH is a racist, 
or any of those different things that some people have accused them of. It's just too easy of an argument. Because when you look into the rest of the dude's life, it doesn't make sense. Still, he has not done for the club what needs to be done for us to be successful. He has done enough for us to just like have a team on the field and play. And that's it. I am not sad that DLH is no longer the owner of RSL. What I am sad about is that he's going out as this some like racist dude. I'm not buying that he's some racist dude. Just like I'm not buying that Mike Petke was some um, homophobe. None of it makes sense. You That's done? all. Are I'll, you done? I'll, no, I'm not done. I'll pause for you to say something, though. Okay. So, so there was a lot there. And you kind of threw in Mike Petke at the Not really at the end. You threw in Mike Petke at the beginning. It's a package uh, deal. I disagree. Um, I, I would agree with you. They will disagree, too, right? Because they hate each other. Sure. It's part of the same package from an outside perspective. Okay. Let's, let's talk Petke first. I would actually probably agree with you that Petke is not a homophobe for the sole reason that a lot of people who know him a lot better than I do, who also happen to be gay, uh, mm-hmm. have come out and said as much. So, like, Can I just add to my statement? If. You sure can, Chief. If. I thought. Mike Petke was an actual homophobe. I would lead the goddamn charge to get rid of Mike Petke back then. Uh, absolutely. Yes. So let, let me just say that. I'm yes. not like some, like, oh, maybe he is, maybe he is not. Right. No, if you're, not, any you're, not here to set the, mind, you're not here to set the fence. Yes. Right. No, I'm, I, I would lead the charge of getting rid of sure a coach or anyone in the organization who's a homophobe if I actually thought they were. Sure. And and that's fair. And, and once again, in regards specifically to Mike Petke, I don't think Mike was a homophobe. And I base that entirely on... So why the fuck did we get rid of him? Because he had anger issues. Very clearly. Yes. It, no, no, no. We did no, not no, know but, that. No, 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 there's, there's acceptable, there's accept, no, 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 when you are writing notes to a referee after a game that I think if we're going to be totally honest, maybe didn't matter in the greater scheme of things. And like, you're trying to get this essentially this like hate note in front of a ref, um, that that's too much now. Like, like there's definitely a line and and I agree. Like, I want to see some of that in a, in a ref, in a coach, I should say. I want to see some of that fight, and I want to see some of that aggression. And I think if you if you are at all familiar with Mike Petke's playing career, you're not all that shocked by his coaching behavior. But I think it's safe to say that it crossed the line. And I think that's what ultimately would you say why, why Petke note, lost his job. What would you say if his note? What did it, what, what did it read? I believe it was Puto. Puto. What yeah. if it said Pendejo? I, I it's still too like the whole note thing bothers me way more than it maybe it oh. should to be honest with you you're way more sensitive than i am okay it's it's not sensitive like there's a so time have literally no, written it's hashtag a hole right and it would still be too it's much not right? so much what the note said it's that he 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 took it home with him i don't know how else to phrase that but like 
No, it, I like that. It, so no. you're, hitting, you're hitting home a really important point here. It so stayed an you're issue saying long you, after it should be an issue. You, you're saying you're not taking away from it that he's like a homophobe or an a-hole. What you're saying is like, he's, he's, I don't like his he's anger. An angry, no, no, no. It's not that I don't like his I like some of that fight. I, I think it's what endeared us to him. Yes. I, I think as a fan base, Mike Petke was... A, a shot of 20 cc's of exactly what we needed at that time we needed someone to make us proud again and mike did that and for that i will be eternally grateful but it, it, it's also i i think it like it goes to that whole like talented jerk uh terminology like if mike petke was a better tactician and he had like a better record maybe i could forgive some of those behaviors <laughs> But I think it's also safe to say that he wasn't—he wasn't like a mastermind as far as tactics yeah, there's go. There's so, like, hey, man, I Google Real Salt Lake and I keep seeing these articles about how their coach is blowing up at people and like saying stuff he definitely shouldn't be saying. At least, like, you know, maybe it's not. At what point does it no longer stop being "quote unquote" worth it? And I think that was ultimately Mike's problem. He, his his behavior got to a point where it no longer was worth it. And I think that's the reason he ended up losing his job. And I can get behind yeah, that. I'm cool with that. You know, we, we've been excelling ever since. No, we haven't been excelling ever since, and that's <laughs> obvious. But All it's right. not like we were lifting trophies so, left and right when he was here. Right. So, so there's that. There's that. Now we get into the bigger one, the one that we actually need to talk about, and that's Deloy. Let's let's be very very clear here. Under Deloy Hansen, there have been I can't say numerous, but there have been plenty of people of color that have done very well for themselves that he's a avid spokesperson of. But off the top of my head, I can think of Olave. I know for a fact that those two have an outstanding relationship. Um I don't think, to, to your earlier point, I don't think that, like, Deloy Hansen is, like, a card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan. I don't believe that. I do think he's a worse person than most of us realize. And I'm okay with living in a society where that's not acceptable. I, I think he has behaviors and actions that most of us would agree are kind of gross and I'm and and he's created an environment where that's become okay within the organization and I'm okay with him no longer being part of that he's he's turned this beloved club of ours into essentially like I don't know how it's the phrase it but like we've become like the Florida of major league soccer and and now he's entered this stage of it's not worth it like Assuming we can find an owner who keeps Real Salt Lake in Utah, I'm cool with moving past. The, we've outgrown him. We don't need that anymore. Like we just don't need that. We don't need a an owner who lifts the trophy before the team does. Like I don't need that. I'm cool with moving past that. The owner lives lifts the trophy before the team does in every sport. Every not sport. not in soccer. Not in Europe. We're in the United States of America. 
Okay, well most okay, when the Columbus crew won major won the major yeah, league cup, on, did they lift the trophy? Hold on, hold on. Have uh, I did not watch past the final score. Um but if you watch the answer's Super Bowl, no. if you watch the NBA finals, it's always the owner that lives the that's that's not the freaking point here. And this is not for me to say I disagree with you that we are ready to move on beyond Deloy Hansen. There is a way to and not to move beyond Deloy Hansen or anyone. We want, we need an owner who is ready to invest because that's the owner's primary job to invest in a winning franchise, a winning team. Many times over, that could mean investing monies you will never, ever get back. Look at what Ryan Smith just did with the Jazz. He just signed Donovan Mitchell to a four- or five-year contract for almost $200 million. And then Rudy Gobert for the same amount of time for over $200 million. Will he ever see that money back? I don't know. He's a smarter dude than I am. That's why he's a multi-billionaire, right? It's the same thing here. Like you have to at some point say, all right, I'm going to go off. And because we have talked about this a lot. I mean, who has been winning all the big matches lately? The teams with the big DPs who win the matches. Yeah, having DPs on the field definitely helps. Not just DPs, but like, because everyone has DPs on the field. If you think Not about RSL. It. Not RSL. Well, okay. Everyone has DPs on the roster. I'll say it that way. But signing the right DPs at the right prices, in some cases, sort of, uh, I mean, crazy, stupid high prices, it pays off. I mean, look at the Seattle's, look at the LAFC's, look at the Atlanta. Sure, this year, the Columbus crew, an outlier, right? Still plenty of DPs, good players, but they should not have beat the, the, the Sounders. And at the end of the day, it seems like we are, we are trying to make an excuse for why we want to get rid of someone. And someone being a racist or a homophobe just makes like it, it, it almost like brushes off the responsibility of having to make a, an argument behind why we should get rid of someone. We should be able, because again, re, not rephrase, but repeat. I personally do not believe and anyone can come after me after this podcast as much as they want. I do not believe. Don't come after the podcast. I do not believe that Mike Petke is a homophobe. You got to stop talking about Mike Petke, man. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to, we just, I'm recapping here. Okay. I do not believe Mike Petke is a homophobe. I do not believe that the Lloyd Hansen is a racist. All right. Okay. And, and I think I would, now, under scrutiny, having, I think on. what you're saying it makes sense, but I think in the greater scheme of it, no, that's the no. That's the now, now you're taking now now you're taking the easy way out. 
Now you're t- now you're doing what I'm talking about. Because look, I do not believe Mike Petke is a homophobe. I do not believe that Delaware Hansen is a racist. I also do not believe that Mike Petke was a very good head coach. And I also do not believe that Delaware Hansen was a very good owner. Like those those two should not be construed. I should be able to say Mike Petke is just not a very good head coach. He's too passionate. Well, maybe that's not that's the wrong word. He's too fiery. He's too uncontrolled. I should also be able to say, hey man, um, from my personal opinion, Deloy Hansen has different political opinions and he's got different approaches, you know, all these different things. We should be able to talk about those things without just putting these labels of them on them of homophobe and racist and all this other BS. I think if, and it's a big if, Real Salt Lake gets to stay in Salt Lake in Utah and we are without a Mike Petke head coach and, and a Deloitte Hansen as an owner, we might be better off. Might be better off. The way we went about getting rid of them, in my opinion, is absolute Horse doo doo, horse crap. Seems seems like a weird bullshit. Path. It was seems bullshit. Like... That's okay. what it is. It's all bullshit. I, I think I think you're you're looking at the headline as the reason, and 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 like ninety percent of the people only read the headlines. I, I'm gonna get that, but like, let's not kid ourselves. Deloy Hansen wasn't like an. He's not like a good dude, man. Like it's a no. small it's a small valley and. And and I think I don't want a good dude. And I don't no, want it, I, I don't want a racist as an owner, obviously. But I don't I, I don't give a crap if he's a good I, dude. I think I think we're at in a day and age where you can can have a good dude and a good owner. Like they're not mutually exclusive. I'm sorry. Um, I I think the Lois Hansen the Loy Hansen's so who's, behavior. Who's a good dude and a good owner? I don't know, man. Like, uh, oh, can I be honest with you? I'm really digging this whole LAFC model of like, hey, we're going to have like, you know, 20 faceless, essentially corporations that all own various numbers of shares of this club. And we're going to make know, Will, you know, we're going to make Will Ferrell the face of it. I can get behind that. One of their dudes owns like the lottery in the Philippines. Sometimes it'd be like that. Right. Exactly. Do you think you get to own the lottery in Southeast Asia by just being a good businessman? No, you're paying a bunch of people off. You're killing some dudes. Now like, you're now you're now you're making assumptions, and right? Well, just like some of our fan base and fellow podcast outputters were making assumptions around Deloy Hansen. No, Deloy Deloy Hansen's behavior to his staff is absolutely unacceptable. He's an asshole. Right, but it doesn't make him a homophobe or racist or he's just an asshole. Right. And and maybe in this day and age that's enough to lose a By the way, hold on one second. You know what I totally did not catch on to? Would you or not totally catch on to or follow? What happened to the final MLS output review? What? MLS was reviewing or yes, investigating. the investigation. Yes. They were going to put it out right after the MLS final. I no. 
completely forgot about that. We, you and I heard right after, in my mind, it was like the final whistle of the MLS Cup. And then like five minutes later, this thing's live on MLSsoccer.com. I've actually been furiously refreshing MLSsoccer.com today because I thought today was the most uh, likely day that we were going to get those news. Uh, Primarily. Uh, nothing yet uh trust me you'll know <laughs> um you know today is christmas day it's also a friday i kind of thought that they would It'd be have a good day to put out some shit information right yeah it's it's a really good day to release news you don't want people reading um with that being said I wouldn't you know i i think next week or maybe even the week after like at this point it's it's gotta be. It's gotta be around the corner, right? Like it, it just can't be much in there at this point. I don't know, man. I feel like we talked about this a little bit on the last show. It, yeah. If there wasn't a whole lot in there, I don't think the dude would be selling off soccer franchises. Maybe he's just pissed off. I believe that DLH is a passionate Utah who wanted to do this for the right reasons. And, I mean, put yourself in his position for just a second. I have more money than I know what to do with. And a weird obsession and about coins. And you're also passionate about, about coins yeah. and real okay. estate. Yeah. That, well, that's how you made your money. And like, I might invest a bunch of money, like close to a billion dollars. if Because he, he wasn't thinking about this in like two, three, four, five-year terms. He was thinking about this in like 10, 20-year terms, right? And so I'm gonna invest. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna commit a billion dollars to this thing over the next twenty years. Do all this crazy stuff, and then the fan base is like, "Hold on a second, you have a coach who's a homophobe, and you're trying to react like an old person does, and you fired a coach, and then they're like, "Well, what this thing? Like you said, this thing." That we don't agree. It's just, I, I can't blame him. I've read enough material about DLH to know two things. One, and this is a very serious one, he is an a hole. Deloy Hansen is an a hole. Is, does that make him a bad dude? No. He's a I mean, self- some people would say yes to that, just to be clear. He's a self-made billionaire. Who, who are these people? How many of these other people are self-made billionaires? Thank you. Stop it right there. <laughs> okay. There's a huge, and I mean huge, difference between being a racist slash, well, not slash, two different things. And you can be the same thing, a racist or a homophobe. And I think you should not be able to exist within our society being either racist or a homophobe and a few other things. So I strongly condone those things. And being an asshole. DLH is an asshole. 
that's what made him a self-made billionaire. And when this dude, this self-made billionaire, saw that, and remember, if you go back to when this happened, I agreed with him. Like, wait a second. We literally had people that drove down from Idaho. Oh, man. Up from Nevada. This ain't it, Chief. And they, they showed up, and they're like, oh, we're canceling the game. What? Well, why didn't you tell me five hours ago? Like, no one had a problem with them canceling the game. The problem was like, why did you not freaking tell me five hours ago before I left Boise or Las Vegas to drive up here, right? So I think we have to be careful. Hold on. This is, this is really important for me, A, to hear you say, but mm-hmm. also I think for, like, I want to be very clear. You and I have supported the players in this matter yes. day one. Literally on the day it happened. We made a podcast on the day it happened. All you're saying is, and this is very important, I think, that some people hear, you wish... It wasn't like a, hey, the game's about to kick off in 45 minutes decision. Yes. Okay. 30 minutes. I, okay. It wasn't that's, that's, 30 minutes. That's, that's, that's a very important shade of gray in this matter. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't matter in the greater scheme of things. Well, no, it should. Well, maybe. Uh, it depends how you look at it. You and I. This podcast, this page, completely and fully supports and is behind the players' rights to stand up, in this case, not stand up, right, and support or show their support for the cause. And we're there with them side by side. All I'm saying is, There are levels to this. I also understand the fans who are upset about having just driven multiple hours to the stadium to then learn there's no game. We should have been able to put that out the morning before or the night before, right? So I totally understand it. Make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think in the greater scheme of problems, it's a problem that's manageable. Uh, we did have people like reach. It, it's funny we're talking about this. Like we had people reach out to the page, actually talking about that very issue. Um, and you know, ideally, yeah, it would have been nice to know beforehand that the game was going to be canceled. Um, but I think if we're also going to be fair, I, th- I don't think the players knew it was going to go down that way, and. Bullshit. They canceled it. Yeah, they the players did. Cancel it. The players did. Yes. Right, but I don't think it was like hours in advance. I think it was like an, maybe an hour beforehand, and even then it wasn't a sure thing. So what I'm saying is I understand what the LH was saying. That's all. Man. Does that make me a racist? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You've known me for decades, literally. Yes, I know for a fact that you aren't, but I don't know, man. I, I, I'm. Here's here's where I'm. Here's where I'm at. 
sometimes you have to simplify the message to get the point across. And I think in the simplest terms, Deloitte Hansen has behavior that at least racially is very problematic. And the, simplest, the, huh? the simplest of terms, DLH should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean language, please. Uh, and we do not have had any of these. But here's the thing, like looking back at it, I'm glad we're having these issues. Yeah. Here, well, here's the thing. All of this yeah. all of this prefaced with Real Salt Lake stays in Salt Lake. Yes. At, at this point, if I'm taking a breath and the mic picks it up. Please preface it with assuming Real Salt Lake stays in Salt Lake. Or, or Sandy, I should say. Um, in Utah. You in know, U I'll, I'll, right. I'll Park City, if that's what I'm The Valley, at least. Um, I, I'm cool with us not being, you know, not hitching our wagon to that car or whatever it may be. Um We've outgrown him as an owner. He he's more trouble. He he's turned us like I said before. He's turned us into the Florida of Major League Soccer teams, and I'm just not okay with it. It's not what I want my club to represent. Um, you know, like regardless of if he is or isn't a racist, the headlines are definitely going to say one thing. And to your earlier point, ninety percent of the population only reads the headlines. Um, and he's if, not a racist, right? But he's also not not a racist. He's definitely like in that shade of gray, and that's already too too far gone for me to be saved. Like like he's definitely not like cool. Like he's not like a laid back chill guy, right? Okay. Like like we don't need that anymore. Like we just don't. Okay. Cool. All right. We're not going to see eye to eye on this, and that's okay. That's what makes the show no, semi-decent. We, we are going to see it. I just, like, I, I'm not looking for a perfect solution to anything. I mean, my perfect solution is, once again, faceless corporation, yeah. 10 to 15 owners, Nick Romano so slash Kyle let's, Beckerman let's are let's the faces into, of it. So, okay. So can we agree on one thing? From what we know, we do not think DLH is a racist pig. Is that a fair statement? No, okay. I, I do that's think fine. he's that's a little fine. bit that's of fine. racist. No, let's move on. I think it's a shade um, of gray. Now, Ryan Smith from Qualtrics. Potentially our new owner. His last name is Smith. We have confirmed that numerous times now. He just bought the majority share of the um, Utah Jazz has been rumored and and I think so we love that guy because he's a Utah born and raised and actually I'm not sure if he's born I'm assuming he's born um, yeah, raised I mean, and like uh, just Utah diehard everything just bought the majority share of the Utah Jazz so th there was an article out about you know what he might still be interested in the team just because he bought the jazz doesn't mean he does not want to buy RSL and he's waiting DLH out because on January 8th is when the league takes over and they are the ones selling 
the uh, what is it called? Utah Soccer Holdings, which includes RSL, yeah. the Monarchs, the Academies. Well, I, um, I high think... school and the rights to a uh, women's soccer league club in 2023. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean I mean I I I think it's kind of an important distinction here. I think the league is only selling the major league soccer team because that's the only thing that they have governing control over. Um in theory you could buy a Real Salt Lake without purchasing as we saw the Royals or the Monarchs or the Academy. Um, at this point, I think it'd be pretty shocking for that to be the case. But then again, it was pretty shocking when the Royals left for Kansas City. Right. Um, nah, man, I'm a really big fan of that whole like $8 billion thing and him being one of those, you know, people that have $8 billion. If I remember you can correctly. get that whole $8 billion. It, it's, I, can really, I can really support that. Uh huh. So you could support an owner or ownership group who is willing to invest and potentially gamble. In this case, which is for like a group like that, change a few dozen million dollars to win a couple of championships. Is that what you're saying? No, you got to say that one more time. I didn't, I didn't follow that entirely. I got to be honest with you. So the group that just gave two players uh-huh. for the next five years a combined $400 million. Yes, yes. I can, I can, I'm cool with that group. Hopefully be prepared to spend identical money on the soccer side of things. Identical. You like, know what? Not even identical. That. Like one tenth of that. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're the most well-funded soccer team in Major League Soccer. Yeah. Nah, man. It's the dude's got resources. Let's be really clear. And, um, and if there's like one thing friends. we've learned, he's got friends with resources. Uh, which, which, like I said before, is almost better than having resources yourself. Um, and, and, uh, the more I've thought about it, the more I think that the you know like several faceless billionaire owners all owning a part of this thing it's it's the route to go like i i want to get to a place where it's like hey who owns real salt lake and then instead of saying a name you say company like i'm i'm, I'm okay with that i i would like that level of uh how should I put this? Lack of involvement. As long as the checks are clearing. Yeah, I mean, you know, in in theory, we could have a not good owner who is very cheap when it comes to soccer and um, be in a worse off position than we were, you know, last year. Uh, I, I think it is important to note that Real Salt Lake, usually when it comes to player salaries, is is not a bottom tier team. Like we we've more or less been very consistent around the middle mark, um, so there is definitely room room to fall, uh, just as easily as there is room to grow. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, 
was it uh, a week before the new year? So that gives us another week before uh, the league takes over. And look, I love all the attached corporations to RSL. I love the academy. I love and loved the royals, the monarchs, etc. It's RSL. Everything else is at best a complementing piece, and I think I have clear. I've made that clear in multiple podcasts in the past, right? Yes. Very I would so. look the, 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 the primary easily the primary objective is to keep the team in Salt Lake or Sandy. Just don't move the team, right? Now if we can have a the the primary objective of keeping the team here met and add to it an ownership person, persons, group, groups, whatever it is to allow it to expand and become a player, more serious player, so much better. This Ryan dude, I've met him once, I think. Totally different, doesn't matter thing, right? He's, he strikes me like a dude who's like, who wants to own teams and he wants to be the centerpiece of, you know, a, a local team's success, like the Mark Cuban. And NBA fans know what that means. You know, what Mark Cuban did for the Dallas Mavericks. He's uh, a little flashy and loud and outspoken and out there, yada, yada, yada. But, but also a very good thing at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I mean, he won him a championship and they're on the national map. And look, I would love for this dude to like say, all right, I'm going to buy the majority of the team. Maybe leave some parts somewhere else, whatever it is, as long as the team not only stays in Utah, but it is staying in Utah by a group that's committed to making it successful in Utah. And suddenly... I'm starting to believe what the commissioner said a few weeks ago, which is there's no plan to move the team out of Utah, basically between the lines saying we're going to keep the team in Utah. Now it makes sense, right? So we'll see what happens. I have high hopes. I don't think that when the sale or whatever happens, this is going to be like a, Brian Smith from Qualtrics owned team. He might be the face of it, but I have a feeling it will be a lot of people involved in it, which is good because those people are probably also super rich, which means we can spend some money on talent, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's hopefully the case. It's, um, you know, if, if it's a new ownership and we're regressing, that that's... That's problematic. Yeah. Um, Let's say it this way. I'm, I'm more confident RSL staying in Utah than ever before. Pre-2020, I would imagine. 
Well, okay, obviously pre like all well, of this stuff I, happening. Yes, I just I wanted to 90, make sure. Yeah. I was a ninety five percent a couple of months ago. It was down to ninety percent a couple of weeks ago. I'm back to like ninety seven percent right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. For for what it's worth, I do think we're sticking around at this point. Yeah. All um, right, man. What else we got? I mean, there's you know, nothing really heavy. The the kind of nice news that's broken in the last twenty four hours is that uh, one of our DPs, a guy you probably don't know super well because he's gotten all of like 30 seconds of playtime, Jason Ramirez, ended up getting called up to the Venezuelan under-20 camp, which that's always good to see. Well, I'm assuming it's not because of his performance with RSL. No, definitely uh, definitely can't be that because... uh, he has not seen the field with anything resembling regularity. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it was the type of thing that I saw on Twitter, and I was like, that's that's pretty dope. I can get behind that. So I'm going to ask you in advance, forgive my French here. Don't, don't swear. But that's the biggest mindfuck of the year for me. <sighs> couldn't, couldn't help yourself. Let's go and take it easy on the outlook there, Chief. It just is. It it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it makes sense to me. It's just I don't like what it's indicative of. Like, I, like, don't get me wrong. I think the dude's, you know, pretty, pretty good. It's just he's not being, you know, valued very highly with the coaching staff right. at Real Salt Lake. Right. So like so like to me that's that's not hard to understand. It's Going just into this, who's making those decisions. Right. So maybe that's the problem. Going to this year, there are three things that don't make sense to me. That is one of them. Like why is homie not playing more? Right? That's that that's mm, well, these three are like in the same spectrum. Why is he not playing more? Right? The other one is the Sam Johnson thing. Now, I'm not talking, you know, post house parties during COVID. Why is Sam Johnson not starting every single game to see if he's worth sticking around for? Or, you know, I'm not going to buy, like, oh, yeah, we knew he was throwing part. No. No, whatever. You did not know that. Go off of performance. And then the third, like the other, the, the third thing that made no sense to me is the goalie situation. What's his name? Uh, from the Monarchs. Ochoa. Yeah. You yeah. and I talked about this like halfway through last season, knowing that, like, all right, let's. Use next year to figure out who our long-term goalie is. Why is Ochoa not playing every minute of every game? Right. Especially when we when when we are self-realizing we're not winning a championship this year. Yeah. Which should have been pre-kickoff to the season. Right. Should have been a long time ago. It it is worth you know. I'm not here to defend the powers that be too much. But it is worth noting that so the USL, which the Monarchs are a part of, 
and Major League Soccer actually had different... You essentially had to quarantine from the USL to go play in the MLS. What and Choa was quarantining basically the last two weeks of the season to go get a game in huh. with Real Salt Lake. Which Why didn't they that probably should have started a January. lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, um, you know, looking back at it and looking at where the uh, soccer negotiations or the, the goalie negotiations are at the moment, Achoa probably should have been the starting keeper like the last, conservatively the last three weeks. You know, like it was, I think it was pretty clear that things were not going well essentially the last two and a half months of the league. Ochoa should have been the starting goalkeeper all season. Yeah, I mean, hindsight Anyone being 2020. Because we talked about this at the end of the last season. Knowing Nick is gone, right? Ochoa should have been a starting goalkeeper unless you're signing Stefan Fry, right? Or Malia. As much as, as much as I hate that guy, if you sign one of those two dudes, you're like, oh, okay, all right. right. Even like a Howard for $12 per hour while he's playing. I was going to say probably not, but okay. Yeah. Like, I do not understand why he didn't. So, but he didn't. I, I don't get it. And... Those are the three big moves I I make. I cannot make any sense out of. None. Like zero. This is why I think our head coaching staff should be fired under the new ownership. They made zero decisions that will help us long-term. Forget long-term. It will help us next year. I have no idea who the best goalkeeper is for next year. Do you? No, and I think anyone in, you know, like no one at Real Salt Lake, short of maybe the coaching staff, can answer that. No, they can't answer. I don't right. trust their answer. Let me rephrase that. They've had the most opportunity yeah. to have experience to answer that question. No, it, you know, it, it, I, I think it ultimately boils down to those, you know, to uh, – I think really those two big questions that still desperately need answers. Who's Real Salt Lake's striker and who is Real Salt Lake's goalkeeper? Um, And and 2020 would have been ideally a really good opportunity to get answers to both of those. But that's clearly not the case. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Decisions to be made. Adele and the Baker, we are open to opportunities if any team needs GM consulting. <laughs> now, listen, folks. We're not cheap. But we're worth it. <laughs> Is that a fair statement? No. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe if you really think about it. Based on what we just talked about, we might be worth it. Yes, yes. One six-pack of beer will get you some really weird answers that you may or may not run with. 
All right, homie. What else we got here? I think that's it. I think that's that's a, it. that's. This is supposed to be kind of a quick Christmas episode, but uh. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy alas, New- it it won't be that way. Yeah, RSL Nation will talk to you. I mean, hopefully, before the new year, but if not, then we'll see you in twenty twenty one. We should do a recap, just season recap last year, year recap next week. That'll be a quick one because most of it's going to be bad news, but okay. Yeah, there's that. All right, man. Let's call it. Arsenal Nation, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun, as always. I hope you had yourself a good uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas weekend. We'll talk to you later.